Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode, simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the Discuss comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. Episode 50. Oh my God. McDonald's leaves Russia forever. <laughs> oh, wow. This is... Uh... <laughs> I saw this story, and I just not only had to laugh, but I decided, hey, why not share it with you folks? Maybe you need a good laugh. I know I could use a good laugh. So, here we go. Um, this story is about American businesses um, in Russia. And so you can probably imagine where that might end up going. This story, if you want to call it that, this is where you have to, I don't know, make something up and uh, just go with it, I guess, because it's it's just really bad. It's, it's poorly written and it, it's just bad. So it's not it's not terribly long, so I'll just share it with you. Um and uh you know we'll uh see what you think. But uh this comes out of the May 16th, 22 edition of the Intelligenter. And the in I'm sorry, the Intelligencer. And um, the huge title is, You Won't Be Able to Get a Big Mac in Moscow Ever Again. And it has a picture, a large picture, of a uh, Golden Arches McDonald's that uh, dates back to apparently to 1990. I'm assuming this would have been a grand opening. Probably the first store, although I'm not certain. But there's an absolutely huge crowd of people um, standing in line, standing around, waiting to get in. And the title of the photograph says, The Good Old Days in 1990. And um, the story 
uh, written by Benjamin Hart, looks like. And so let's delve into this mess. When McDonald's first opened in Moscow's Pushkin Square in 1990, it was a clear sign that Western values and capitalism had well and surely infiltrated behind the Iron Curtain. Enormous crowds lined up for a taste of artery-clogging freedom, and they kept coming back. The chain has remained po highly popular in Russia for more than three decades, even as the initial promise of democracy curdled into the authoritarianism of Vladimir Putin. All right, I think that what I should do here is just let's break this down. Let's break this mess down paragraph by paragraph, shall we? Where to begin? In this paragraph, when he's talking about uh, sentences like um, the initial promise of democracy curdled into the authoritarianism of Vladimir Putin. So, gee, I don't suppose there's any way at all this could possibly be more Putin bashing, could it? Is that possible? Gee, I don't know. Anyway, um, they talk about authoritarianism. Let's first of all get something straight, right out of the box. It's not as though it were a brand owned by Vladimir Putin. All governments, each and every one of them, are by definition authoritarian. Name me one government that is not. It's a matter of degree, and it's a matter of, you know, it's a matter of exactly what form that takes. But all of them are authoritarian. Um, so some may be uh, very stringent on some things and others on other things, but they're all authoritarian. Make no mistake. <clears throat> the U.S., is a very authoritarian state, just in a different way. All right, I'll move to the next paragraph here. Now McDonald's is pulling out of Russia altogether. The Wall Street Journal reports, yes, that great, great bastion of objective reasoning, the Wall Street Journal, uh, that the fast food giant is pulling its Russian business up for sale and turning tail as Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine drags on and Russia's status as an economic pariah worsens. Uh, who buys the restaurants will no longer be able to use the McDonald's name or menu. Aww. Though perhaps an enterprising Russian could rebrand some locations as McDowell's. Okay, uh, not much to say ab about that, um, but uh, I give them kudos for toting the quote-unquote authoritarian <laughs> party line of their paper, and, and, and it was actually capitalized as Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, <laughs> all capitalized. <laughs> 
I'm not making this up. Okay. Let's see the next paragraph here. We in a statement, McDonald's CEO Chris Kapensky, Kapensky, sorry, uh, Kemzinski, I think, said, "Quote: We have a commitment to our global community and must m remain steadfast in our values. And our commitment to our values." means that we can no longer keep the arches shining there, unquote. Oh, God. Oh, God, that's fucking sad. Boy, he's laying it on just hot and heavy, isn't he? It wouldn't possibly, couldn't possibly, this, you couldn't possibly lay, lay on the virtue signaling any any deeper than this. And, you know, this is from a company that for, you know, 70, 80 years, you know, has, as was mentioned honestly earlier, has clogged the arteries with basically shit food for the masses all that time. And he's going to talk about values. Let's clear another thing up about this statement. And just, just listen to what I'm saying here. Um, because this is a, a very, I feel this is a very good point, okay? When he talks about commitment and they talk about, you know, the commitment to the community and they must remain steadfast in their values, uh, values, values. Okay, here is their values in a nutshell. The only values that they value is good reports to the shareholders, that company and just about any other company like them, they only care about pleasing the shareholders. That's our true values. That's it. Customers, they don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. You know, to, you know, this uh, week, this month, this year, they introduced plant burgers. Given, I don't know, because it's processed organically or whatever, however it gets repackaged and relabeled in six months or, you know, a year or so, I wouldn't be surprised. Why not just call them shit burgers? Why not just have burgers, just make them a dung and, uh, you know, and they can virtue signal about organic dung burgers <laughs> because <laughs> actually... <laughs> They're not that far from that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, their values. Uh, let's see, next paragraph. Like many Western businesses in Russia, McDonald's had already temporarily ceased operations shortly after the invasion of Ukraine, closing 847 restaurants which employed 62,000 people. Its decision to pull out entirely may be a harbanger for other Western behemoths like Starbucks and Apple, which also paused operations, presumably in hopes that businesses could resume at some point. Okay, 62,000 low-paid hardly paid people here to do shit work, to shuffle shit burgers in a McDonald's. 
and then I'm supposed to break out my violin and or piano, or preferably both, I know, and start just crying, just just endless tears, crying a fucking river over poor Starbucks and Apple. Those poor guys. Let's see, moving on to the next paragraph here. The McDonald's decision is not without significant cost. The company operated a majority of its restaurants in Russia, with only 16% run as franchisees. Uh, I'm sorry, franchises. Okay. Before the war, Russia and Ukrainian locations accounted for 9% of the company's revenue per the journal. UK, Ukraine's roughly 100 locations are still shuttered. The fact that McDonald's would willingly choose to exit is a very bad sign for Russia's economic standing. Its invasion isn't going very well either. Okay, well, um, as far as the invasion is concerned, I am not even going to say anything about that because I'm not a military man. I don't plot strategies and tactics, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Um, but I'm I can tell you this much. I'm certainly not going to take anything he says as gospel truth. Um, as far as how well something may or may not be doing, I mean, it is rather subjective, but uh, he just put that in there and didn't explain any further. Um, so, yeah, uh, it says the fact that McDonald's would willingly choose to exit is a very bad sign for Russia's economic standing. Well, <clears throat> my thoughts on this, <laughs> it's, um, I, I'm getting hit, hit again, I'm getting hit from stupid from so many angles at once. Um, there shouldn't be any McDonald's in Russia. There, I said it. See, that simple. <laughs> shouldn't be any in russia period um it's shit food it's fast food and by the way in case for those who um may not uh, realize this we're talking burgers here i'm sure that the people there are more than capable of making burgers and fries and if I had a criticism, the one thing, um, if you if you want to criticize Putin at, at all, and bear in mind this old, this old, uh, I don't know, it comes with this feeling or whatnot that he's somehow an absolute ruler that they keep assigning him as though he were Stalin or whatnot. He's not. You know, he is not a king. He really, he really isn't and uh so i i don't know how much he has or has not to do with this but in my opinion they shouldn't be having any mcdonald's there at all um they shouldn't be having any franchises at all i think as a general rule anywhere franchises are well they're criminal basically um I think, for instance, that if you have individuals and they want to have a burger place, 
then they could uh, get a government loan that will help them with their business as independent owner operators. And also you have to stipulate within this that know that even though they will, and they'll certainly take the government money, hell, I mean, um, the, the irony of this is not lost that so-called, you know, conservatives and Republicans, they just whine and bitch and cry about social programs and, and all that, but they never saw a tax break they didn't love. They will absolutely head over heels. Oh, they'll take a, you know, a government loan for a business in an, in an instant, in a heartbeat, which is basically welfare for business people. Oh, but it's okay then. I see. Ah, I see. Okay. So, yeah, um, if I had any criticism, was that, is that he has any at all? So it shouldn't be um, franchises at all. And it sure as hell shouldn't be McDonald's. So, um, however, and for whatever reason that was done, well, that was something that never should have been done in the first place. Now, that's my opinion. Um, yeah, we're, we're not talking, we're not talking fine cuisine here, folks. <laughs> this is, come on, you know, burgers and fries is basically it. And it, again, there's, there's in this particular case, um, there's nothing, we're not talking about something magical here. You know, it's it's really overall, it's a really lame, bland, tasteless burger. It's not a good burger. It's not, we're not talking like five guys or something like that. But you, you, you people know that. You understand that. I think <clears throat> that money, money being spent, money being invested, instead of some rich prick that lives halfway across the, the world, um, who are the people with at McDonald's Corporation, and you make up, you know, cozy deals with them to bring in their businesses. Um, and remember, the vast majority, as he already stated, of those businesses <laughs> are not locally owned. They're company stores. So that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, that that shouldn't have occurred. Um so, yeah, we could sit here day and night, night and day, until I take my last breath talking about what could, should, and might have been. But we have, what we do have, is right now. And <laughs> this is, yeah, this is just ridiculous. So, that is the little article by Benjamin Hart of the Intelligencer. Personally, I would not have Mr. Hart write a grocery list. That's my opinion. So, um, I was, uh, as I was going through this mess, and I decided to um, put this out to you, I just thought it would also be a good idea to think not just of, you know, say that particular business, that particular brand, 
but all of them all all of them and what is what is the not just the national but what is the global impact because you see folks it's like this they all all of them i'm talking about all the major fast food chains they you know they 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 work pretty much from the same uh psychopathic playbook on this and uh they have cornered a huge percentage quite literally of the world's beef production then we're not even talking chicken and the fowl or whatnot we're just talking the beef and so for instance uh they they dictate the market price because once they got into a position that uh with with mass buying power then what that means is that on the more common market that the prices are by comparison much higher so what does that mean well what that means in turn is that the food in this case beef for people is actually far more expensive if you look at this on a per unit basis okay and i'm not kidding think about this a store a a, a let's say a mcdonald's or 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 pick whatever uh company doesn't doesn't matter um <clears throat> the price that they get their meat for is even far cheaper than you as a consumer and a citizen can get the same thing for this for that price you in other words you can't you're locked out this is the problem with global markets because it has a different um it, it has two different broad meanings when they talk to each other as criminals and crooks have their own language and it can it's but it there's a duality to it because <laughs> the way they talk they say well yes it's a market share well market share is say you go into a village and you basically enslave all the people of that village because say for instance you want uh, some resource you want their say coconuts or something so you basically um you know economically enslave them and you you have a locked in uh ready supply of labor and you can on the outside market because they're the ones on the inside they're the ones that you know live in these small isolated areas and they can't get out and so you have a quote-unquote willing supply of labor <laughs> and that's the way they talk about it and uh america's famous for this shit you know as something is as as harmless sounding and whatnot is you know the the case for uh bananas in in the u.s and that is that is a market that we 
uh, seized con- marketing control of, oh, God, 100 years ago, I guess. It's been forever. And it's still that way today. We own, essentially, we own all of the bananas, essentially. You know, we dictate the price to everyone else because we came in many, many decades ago and we murdered a whole hell of a lot of native people who at least, you know, they at least they had uh, the sense to know what was really going on. And then they revolted and many of them were just killed. Um, so, yeah, that's what we do. That is what we do. So we come in there and then then we call it a market. So this is our market. <laughs> and uh when you own them when you own everything, well then yeah, you can pretty much dictate who gets what, how much of what, but most importantly, you dictate the price. So the U.S. <clears throat> did that, um, as I said, in the case of uh, the major, all the, the banana-producing regions of the planet. We did that a long, long time ago. And it hasn't changed very much. And um, so there's no difference with the market of beef. We own that, too. So the reason why, for instance, that these places like McDonald's can go into a foreign country, as they did back in 1990, whether it was under political goodwill or or whatever shenanigans were pulled, I'm certain because no one, and I mean no country, particularly the U.S., has a, uh, no one has a stranglehold on corruption. Corruption is, to a greater or lesser extent, it's everywhere. And although the U.S. is certainly uh, not, by comparison to a few other countries, is not the most corrupt, it is certainly corrupt. But, um, yeah, as far as back in the day, I don't know what backroom deals were done with Russia concerning getting McDonald's there, but it's much like. Any one of these things that you get your foot in the door, all the crook, all the criminal has to do is just get that wedge in there. Just get however they do it, you know, thievery, bribery, murder, it doesn't matter. But just get that foot in there. And then they just keep wrangling it and wrangling it around and keep passing along money. And uh, that's how it happens. And now, um, since uh, basically Putin said, I want your ass out of here. (laughs) Because actually, that's what happened. And then in order to safe face and to put a different spin on the situation they say they're going to go through the whole bullshit of the virtue virtue signaling trope 
and say, oh, because we stand so fast, we stand fast with Ukraine. And it's like, yeah, really? You, you do? Oh, that's why until this latest thing happened in the last year that you didn't particularly give a rat's ass about Ukraine. Ukraine wasn't even on the fucking radar screen whatsoever. But now, all of a sudden, we care. They care about what their shareholders care about. And that's all. That's all there is to it. So, yeah, that was a really bad article. And just look at it this way. You didn't even have to read it. I read it for you. <laughs> I'm the one that had to get the indigestion. All you had to do was hear it. But if you did hear it, I thank you very much for listening to it coming from me. Um, so, yeah, that's our little... That's our little thing today. That's our our little story. And uh, I really hope it didn't uh, give you, seriously, a literal indigestion. Although, I certainly would understand if it did. Uh, because that kind of hypocrisy <laughs> really does make a lot of people queasy. And that, folks, is the truth. I hope you had a good day today. And I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.